I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Welcome back to the program. We are continuing to monitor the question and answer portion of a press conference taking place right now at the Grantsville Police Department. Sergeant Rhonda Fields is addressing reporters. Uh, during that commercial break, there was uh, some information delivered uh, by Sergeant Fields uh, dealing with the rationale for withholding uh, the names and ages of the victims, the deceased uh, victims. Interestingly, she pointed out that the ages ranging from 12 uh, to 15, uh, Malin, uh, age 12, Matthew, age 14, and Alexis, age 15, uh, places them in various different schools. And uh, because of that, uh, the, the countless hundreds of uh, other school-age children, uh, this impacts uh, the, a giant, giant portion of the community. Uh, not that there are ever bright spots in circumstances like this, but Sergeant Fields made a point to uh, note that school uh, is not in session today, uh, with it being the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. Uh, all of these schools affected all the classmates of young Alexis, Matthew, and Malin. Uh, they're at home today and with their parents, and uh, if news of, the, of this tragic loss has made their way to these young children. Their parents are able to to speak with them and uh, not let to uh, share rumors and get worked up in the school districts, uh, or rather the different schools. Now, in, in a moment, I, I want to replay for you those comments by Sergeant Fields. I've uh, characterized them here myself, but it would do her uh, an injustice to uh, to rely on that wholly. So I want you to hear uh, directly from Sergeant Fields. In a moment, we'll have that uh, requeued up for you. Uh, some of the things that we learned, uh, the father, uh, who has since been released from the hospital, uh, but sustained a gunshot wound in this crime uh, on Friday, Colin Haney, 51 years old, uh, it has been asked that his privacy be respected uh, and that uh, prayers be directed uh, to him and his family in this time of healing as they put their lives together. There is a, a teenage suspect in custody. Uh, it was revealed by Sergeant Fields during this conference that the the suspect is not answering questions, uh, surrendered peacefully at the hospital on Friday evening, but uh, is not cooperating with 
uh, authorities in terms of answering questions. Uh, it, it, he was arrested on the suspicion of uh, aggravated murder, and it is likely the district attorney will file uh, four counts of aggravated murder, uh, an attempted murder charge. You'll notice uh, that I have not uh, revealed a name for the suspect. That's being withheld uh, per the request of the district attorney uh, pending the official filing of these uh, charges, and we will uh, continue to, to monitor that, and if and when that identity is uh, released, we'll share it with you. Now, the natural question is motive. What uh, would lead someone to commit such uh, a horrible, horrible act? I'll, I'll tell you the press conference now, uh, the Q&A section has just uh, broken up, so we're going to get that portion I mentioned to you a moment ago, dealing with uh, the, the the calm and uh, deliberate timing of the release of this information. Uh, the Sergeant Fields led uh, the Q&A portion by thanking uh, everyone listening e- either uh, via the streaming uh, or here on the air uh, or there present for their patience uh, and said the, the patience was needed in that the uh, uh, so that there could be time to uh, talk to the appropriate uh, school's uh, impacted, as well as set up uh, grief counselors. There were some details shared uh, by the chief of police, and uh, I'll get those uh, details and share them with you again in a, a moment here. But as we uh, continue to cover this uh, great tragedy, uh, we'll share with you all the details as we learn them. Uh, I drove out there this morning, uh, out to the, the crime scene described here in the press conference, and it, it broke my heart. It was a, a home that uh, was just like any other home you'll see here in Utah. There were some decorations for the holidays uh, there on the porch. There was a, a, a bench there where likely uh, Halloween candy was handed out uh, this, this past season. Uh, we have, before we take a, a break, that portion that I mentioned dealing with the, the ages and uh, the schools that was shared by Sergeant Fields uh, in the press conference just now uh, wrapping up by Grantsville Police Department. Here now is uh, Sergeant Fields with her response to a question about the ages of these children. That's obviously one of the concerns in a smaller area that we live in. We live in a small in population sized community and most everyone knows everyone especially on some of our older streets people that have lived here for a good deal of time while our officers didn't have direct uh, knowledge of the family because we haven't had any interactions with them uh, one reason that we've been so careful as to the information that we've released and we've waited for it to be as accurate as possible is we have juveniles involved and the ages of those juveniles haven't been released until today uh, because if you if you took note to the ranges, we have multiple schools that are affected, which affects hundreds of students, hundreds of children across our community, which is a good portion of our community. Uh, so it's it's been a it's been a huge it's been a huge incident for all of us to be a part of. That is correct. With today being a holiday, uh, that did give an extra day for preparedness. Uh, we've been in good contact with our school district. Uh, we've been in good contact with our school resource officer. And accumulation of everybody coming together, they will be prepared to go back to school tomorrow and have grief counselors arranged for children. Um, as the mayor said, we do have a night at the library that the community is put on to give people that may not feel like they can approach counselors while at school, 
gives them another opportunity to do that. But the school is definitely prepared for children tomorrow and throughout the rest of the week whenever they need help. That's Sergeant Rhonda Fields hosting a press conference at the Grantsville Police Department today discussing uh, and revealing new details stemming from the tragic uh, crime which took place in a quiet home on a quiet street in a quiet city here in the great state of Utah. We've learned uh, that four people have died uh, and that the father of that family uh, is uh, injured himself, released from the hospital, uh, but now commences the uh, daunting task of putting his life uh, back together. Next up, we're going to speak to a friend of mine, Vicki Walker. She herself endured great tragedy in 2007 when she lost her husband at the shootings uh, at Trolley Square. Her son also injured. She has started an organization since then called Circle the Wagons. It does much for folks facing great tragedy, such as what happened in Grantsville over the weekend. That's next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry.